To a new episode of Four Side. It's your boy Arden talking to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's your boy Wills. Episode 13. Happy Black History Month. Hope your February has been going good, by the way. You know, uh, my February has been pretty good. What about you, Wills? It's been all right. I got my fist up high. Absolutely. <laughs> got to get on Happy Black History Month. Um, you know, uh, shout out to Master P. Master P. Uh, <laughs> always making Black History Month. And, you know, uh, we're not there yet, but, you know, uh, more life. Still on the way. This guy. Man, this every guy. episode I'm plugging name the episode more life. The, the oh, trust me, we're gonna have a special. We're gonna have a special episode about more life, March fourth. You know, uh, <laughs> I <laughs> probably won't when, make it. I have a when, lot of things to do that day. <laughs> <laughs> playlist. Uh, either way, still projects on the way. Playlist is on the way. It's actually not an album. It's not a mixtape. You know, the boys over there changing the game up again. This is a playlist. And, you know, the so-called, so-called wave hopper is going to mess around and create another wave. But, hey, what do I know? But uh, we have a special guest here with us. This dude has released the album that he actually dropped last week. That is personally, so far this year, one of my favorite albums in all genres. I think it's going to be one of the best albums in general this year from the genre, being completely serious here. And Wills, I need you to complete the rest of this intro because this is your man's it's right here. You told guy. him come through, so it's might as well. I've you might with, as well finish actually, it. He's actually been waiting to come on here for a while, but I guess the, the timing, well, like I don't know. <laughs> and it's, this it's is perfect. And it's the perfect time. <laughs> it's the perfect fact. time because he dropped he dropped an amazing album, and like you said, it, it's like one of your favorite. It's one of my favorites too so far this year, and um, local wise, I feel like he. Um, he set the bar. It's like, mm. um, shout out to um, my boy Johnny Price. Last year, he dropped his joint in January, and I feel set like that tone. set the tone for the whole city. Set so I tone. feel like City just set the, um, well, that's the guest, City. That's right. Like city <laughs> just set that's the right. tone for uh, White Plains and um, Westchester period right now with his tape. So, um, yeah. What's up, boy? City, what's going on, man? What's going, going on? on? How you side? Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm blessed to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Hey, Finally. man, I'm happy <laughs> that you're on the show. And, you know, both Wills and I, we gave you those beautiful compliments, man. Your album, Demetrius, right? That's yes. how you pronounce it? Yep. It is a very dope album, man. Thank you. For real. It was a, you know, Wills obviously told me about it. And then just checking out, seeing the support you was getting. I was like, right, I definitely got to check it out. Because if there's one thing that we do over here is we, we, we're always willing to check out music. Right. And just give it a listen and try to help spread the word as much as possible. And I have to say, man, your project was a very cohesive project. <laughs> um, and you actually surprised me with this project because I found it to be very soulful. And your melodies were very on point. <laughs> And again, man, we talked about it before the show started, but like the intro, I do this for my dogs. Like that's a tone setter, man. Like how can you describe just the process of making this album, man? Um, well, realistically speaking, uh, the album itself was not planned at all. Um, this album was, this is actually coming off of a project that I did named 12, uh, that I released in November. 
and it was certain situations that was going on. I just was not in a good space or anything of that nature. So when I put that project out, it was just me forcing music. And I was just like, eh, not liking it or whatever. Everybody around me is just like, the music is great, this, that, or whatever. But I, I just was not personally feeling it. And, um, and I got to a point where I was dealing with all types of depression and everything mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I had hit an all-time low on my birthday of all days. So um, I'm in a hotel room, like big-ass bottle of Bacardi or whatever. And I don't drink. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm going through, going through it, going through it, whatever the case is. And I'm in this hotel room by myself. And um, like I said, hit the all-time low. And I had a pen and paper in my hand. And I actually wrote three letters, which ended up, were intended to be suicide notes. Oh, wow. Actually, yeah, yeah. And um, those three notes actually were intended for my mother, uh, my guys, all my people around me, and my girlfriend. Uh, what ended up happening was, had a change of you know, heart and everything like that, uh, God kind of talked to me in that situation, got me out of that whole thing, and those three letters ended up becoming No Looking Back, Dear Diary, and Don't You Dare. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. Those are some really good records, too. Yes. Don't you dare forget. So, um, once we started, once we started, um, once I started actually pinning and putting together Don't You Dare, which actually was the first song I started writing and everything, and Dear Diary, I started both of those songs on the same day. Um, once I actually had the concept of both, I think uh, we came over here. I recorded it in um, in Union. Went to Will's. Spoke to him that night. We shot uh, visuals for "Don't You Dare," which was the promo. And from there, it was just like the ball started rolling, and I just started picking up with "No Looking Back." And right after "No Looking Back" was for my dogs and. Johnny Price was actually supposed to get on for my dogs, actually. Damn. And, um, yeah, yeah, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny Price dropped the ball Johnny, on that one. <laughs> Johnny messed up, boy. But it was a blessing in disguise, actually, because that, that second verse, man, and I, I think that was one of, that was actually what got me in gear for everything. And I was okay. like, once I, once I completed that second verse, I was like, there's really nothing anybody can tell me right now. You know what I mean? So that's when everything just got on, on like the high roll and I just started doing joints like daily. You know what I mean? I was coming home from work and I was just busting out maybe two or three songs, just starting them off or whatever the case is. And like a month and a half later, Demetrius is done. And I'm looking at the project and I had I had features. Like the first draft of the project was features out the ass. You know what I mean? And the album was not going to be called Demetrius. It was going to be called um, 12 Volume 2. And I looked at it and I was like, these per- these records are way too personal. Mm-hmm. Way too personal. I can't have nobody on these they things. Need to be for you. Exactly. And um, what ended up happening is Distance was actually supposed to not be released until the summer. Um, I have this summer. I have another album that's actually pretty much done already. And um, Distance was supposed to be a part of that with a Casey the Illis. But I that record was just too personal. And once again, I loved it. So I just you know I I pretty much forced it on the record and everything like that, which mm-hmm. I'm very happy I did because mm-hmm. one of the uh, songs that I'm getting a lot of praises about. So, um, the uh, yeah, the album was just completely organic, and I just really just locked myself into, like, a room and just really, you know, 
smoke and drink until I just couldn't do it no more and let everything just come out. <laughs> and pretty much, you know, it's the, the situation that you just described, which is, which is incredible in the sense that you was able to come through that to, again, you know, make this great project. So was it pretty much the, the process of making this album in a way another source of, like, therapy? Because it helps you get back on track. Well, hoping to help you get back on track. Yeah, you know, better it, and, everything. And your focus, you it's, know? it's funny because it's like this, as much as everybody is telling me that they relate to this project and everything like that, and which is like the greatest thing in the world for me to hear, little does everybody know this is like the soundtrack to my life. Like, I, mm-hmm. I this is my day-to-day process, what literally gets me through the day. Like, I'll go to the gym mm-hmm. and I literally listen to the entire album or whatever um that just goes to show you everybody's going through shit no and that's and that's and that's a fact and that's a fact and it's like when i hear like um for instance one of my boys i played the entire album to him and um we got to drunk texting and he just broke down and just started crying and i'm looking around and i'm just like dog like you real (laughs) like you real right now and he's just like dog i don't understand how you did this had you had you put this together, this and the third or whatever, but he was like, I'm feeling it right now mm. or whatever. And like and actually that's um one of my boys who I'm actually about to bring to the to the forefront. We do music together and um look out for him. His name is Hollywood. He's he's mm. like he's an incredible talent. Incredible talent. Hey, it's it songs like Drunk Texting, Angels vs. Demons, um, Home Graduation. I went back to records like that, you know, before Wills, before you touch on it, because obviously I had certain records that even though I really enjoyed the entire project, I just everybody does with every album right. that you enjoy. You have your certain go to records that right. you need to go to. So right. again, I do this was my go to record, you know. <laughs> and when I was listening to those records, two things really stuck out to me. And Wills, I would definitely like your opinion on this. For one, just how I'm like, yo, this dude's really soulful. And in a way, the vibes I got from that stretch in particular. So from like the midway point to the end, especially with those records. No, I'm not. I'm actually not. It actually, it actually reminded me a bit of Kanye with late registration. Okay, good, because that's what it hits. It remind me of too. Exactly. Come okay. on, man. I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying. I'm just saying. OVO flag for I know the more life is coming. On. I know you're excited. I look. Trust me. I did not think Drake one bit during that stretch. I thought easily. I'm like, yo, this is like some Kanye late registration, perhaps graduation. And which is funny because those are possibly one of my two favorite albums from from him, actually. Hey man, I like that meme. Besides, my, um, <laughs> besides my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but <laughs> yeah, no, those are definitely my two go to albums from him. Um, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of Kanye. It's a lot of um, it's a lot of Jay. It's a lot of it's a lot of Michael. Michael Jackson. Yeah. It's a lot of Michael. There's a lot of Prince. There's a lot of um. There's a lot of everything in there, and these are just the people that I that I've grown up with. You know what I mean? And just have, even though I don't know them or whatever, they literally taught me everything that I know. You know what I mean? They too made music that was the soundtrack. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like I literally will study these guys. Like I I look at them as iconic figures. So like. Michael, I, I, everything, like, you can ask me anything about this man, and I will literally be able to tell you, because it's like, I study mm-hmm. everything that he does, Prince as well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, all of the greats or whatever, even from Bruce Springsteen, Madonna, 
um, all of these greats that are icons. They're icons for a reason. They Absolutely. broke barriers for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to look at these things that they did, and you actually have to just like really put your mind into their mind frame mm-hmm. and just think about everything that you that you that you want to do and what they have done. So when you say like you know, I do this for my dogs and and um, home graduation is like you know two tracks that stick out to you on the original album those are the that's the beginning and the end Mm -hmm. and the way i format my albums is uh pretty much is um i look at how michael jackson does his michael will start off with a high on a high note Mm -hmm. you know what i mean if you listen to any of his albums it's always a a banger that's always Mm -hmm. opening up that's going to give you something that's whether it's bad whether it's jam you know what i mean whether whatever the case may be it's going to start off positive uplifting whatever the case is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then as you're going into it and you're easing in that's when the dark side comes in you know what i mean and you got to take that trip around the dark side you got to see what's actually coming to you you know what i mean and the reality of things but at the end you always have to have the positive light going out Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you can't you can't end on a dark note it ends on a dark note then it's just like eh. You know what I mean? It's and like going through the tunnel. Exactly, the exactly. Tunnel. There always has to be a light at the end of the tunnel. So where how he ends off with with some of his albums, like uh, Dangerous ends off with the track Dangerous, and it's a dance track, and it's, you know, feel good and everything like that. Mine with Graduation, Home, you know what I mean? It's like I'm bringing everything back to the forefront, and it's like it's an emotional experience. The whole entire album is an emotional ride. You know what I mean? There's moments where you're just like, you feel happy, you're feeling good, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I do this for my dogs, and don't come to me with that motherfucking bullshit, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And we gonna bring it uptown. <laughs> and then from there, we, you know, it's like you start to feel it a little bit, and you're, you're going through Don't You Dare, but then you're asking, don't forget me, but tell me you love me, you know what I mean? But then at the same time, I can't look back because I need distance in my life. And once I get that distance, I'm going to feel it. So now I start drunk texting your ass. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then from I go from drunk texting, but when I'm in, I'm, I'm drunk texting, I can't think about you. So now I got to creep in somebody else's DM. You know what I mean? Cohesiveness. So, you know what I mean? So therefore, you go for it. And then once I wake up. Exactly. And then once it all happens, you know what I mean? You wake up and you're, you're feeling rejuvenated. And there's no clouds around you, man. There's no clouds when you're looking around. And I look at my nephew, and, I, like, I wrote those two songs because, like, one, there was um, a really good friend of mine, Caitlin, she texted me one morning and was just, like, giving me the biggest of praise. And we do that to each other all the time, you know. And it was just something about that morning that just made me just go and just be like, I got to write something just because. It just made me, like, so inspired. So clouds came out of that. And then Diamond in the Rough, I was looking at, pictures of all my nieces and nephews and I just wrote like possibly my favorite song on the album or what definitely one of them and you know just letting them know that like you know what I mean no matter what happens you know whoever looks at you crazy or whatever the case is as long as you feel comfortable in your own skin as long as you feel like you know what you're doing is okay and it makes you happy do it you know what I mean Mm because everybody's gonna look at you crazy but you gotta know that you are a diamond in the rough you know and therefore, you got to let them know that you are also on the line. You're out there on that line. But after you're on the line, you have to bring it back to the forefront and everything mm-hmm. comes home. No, 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 on the line. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I was running. I was on the line running. Mm-hmm. I needed help. But I always found my way home. Mm-hmm. 
you know. <laughs> so, and well. you know, Home is possibly one of my favorite records because one, I know I cannot perform it because I get emotional just listening to it. Um, it's just one of those. Uh, it's an ode to like my my grandmother, my mother, my father, um, my grandmothers. Should I say? It's just you know, just a big thank you for letting them know. Like you know, I really appreciate everything that you have taught me and instilled in me and in my mind, and, and that doesn't leave me. You know what I mean? So this is like a promise record to you guys that like, you know, those dudes are gonna get they their dudes are gonna get paid, and, and they're gonna come back to you tenfold. You know what I mean? I'm gonna pay you back. Wills. <laughs> Yo. You listening to the album because we text about the album yeah. when listening to it, man. How did you feel about it? I loved it. He knows I loved it. Oh, um, <laughs> he sent it to me. Uh, I think like once it was like twelve. I don't know. I remember it because it was like twelve oh seven or something. And I looked at my phone. He sent. I'm like, okay, he dropped it. I was bored in the crib and I couldn't go to sleep. So I've been trying to get my little workout thing on. So I played the joint, and I'm like, okay, I started doing push-ups, busting out. I do this shit for my dog. I feel like, I feel like I'm in jail. I'm in jail. I'm like, yeah, it's for my dog. I'm about to get out. Uh. Then the next joint come with the bullshit. I'm like, oh, okay, this shit. Oh. And then um, what was after that? Uptown? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So then before, I, once I got to those, I just hit them. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. This is mm-hmm. great because I, like, oh, yeah, I, if I could listen bingo. to the first three joints like straight mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm feeling like, oh, I don't want to turn, like, I gotta know what's next or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, this is great, and um, I'm gonna keep it all the way 100. Like I never like listen to anybody's project locally like all the way through, like more than one. If I listen to it once, or I'm gonna listen to it once all the way through, yeah, or whatever. And after that, just I'm just gonna go, yeah. Then after mm-hmm. that, I'm gonna just go listen to my favorite song. Mm-hmm. I listened to the joint all the way through. Woke up in the morning, listened to it all the way all through. Way to, went to work, listened to it all the way through. Or whatever. And that's why I said, like, he's going to set the tone because there's, like, another plug for Johnny Price or whatever. Like, last year when he dropped his joint, even though it was just, like, eight songs or whatever, I was I could listen to it all the way through, all the way through. Every song, I just like every song or whatever. I mean, out of this one, my favorite joint is Drunk Texan, probably because I'm going through something right now mm. or whatever. But <laughs> other than that, um, um, the, yeah, the, the the bullshit is probably like my second um, favorite. I don't know. I I like the whole album. It's it's just amazing <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's it great. I, I I love it. I told I told it him that is, I was go man. like for the fir- like the first two three days like he dropped. I kept telling him, yeah, this is amazing. Like <laughs> yo, I keep listening to this drunk texting yo yo. This shit is all like it's it's a good album. And city, man. you know. Me and Will talk about it quite a bit, especially with guests on our show that are from the area, man. When you look at the music scene here, and you see your place in it, and you just see its history, what do you think of, you know, the music scene in Westchester so far? I Oh, he had to take a deep breath. <laughs> he was like... It's... I'm, I'm half and half with it. You know what I mean? Because I... um. Me personally, there's a certain amount of cats that I look at and I, I definitely keep in touch with and I always, you know, make sure that I reach out to them and say, hey, like, you know, I like what you're doing. This and a third or whatever the case is. Not to say that I'm some type of, like, OG or head honcho in this, in this game, but I do put myself in a caliber where I do feel like, I, if you wanted to compete with me, you're going to have to show me something. You know what I mean? And I think every artist should you know, honestly feel like that, but I have not met an artist yet that I've actually 
really really sat down with or whatever and actually has besides besides casey the illest kasai shout out to him that has completely blown me out the water with amazement you know what i mean but then again because i've been doing this so long i've actually have been able to help craft a lot of people you know and that's behind the scenes and everything like that and he can actually uh wills can actually contest to that there's a lot of people that has come up under the belt of the of the ziploc family you know what i mean so when um when I see a lot of people doing their things and everything like that, you know, I, I love it, you know, and I love the music. And as long as it's not just what I'm hearing on the radio, you know what I mean? As long as you're trying to do something different and bring something to the forefront, I love it. You know what I mean? Everybody in, in the Ziploc crew is different. You know, nobody raps the same. You know, Explain uh, the Ziploc crew, man. Ziploc crew is... is Explain the, the goal. What's the, what's the, you know, the objective? what you guys do man this ziploc family is just it's filled with so much talent it's unbelievable you know what i mean from from the days that we actually started off me myself uh personally i yes like i, I rap and i do music and everything but what a lot of people don't know is that i actually whatever music i actually come up with or whatever whether all my stuff is written by me my hooks everything like that you know what i mean um of course, you know, I'll have help whenever I'm working with an artist or whatever the case is. We'll help each other out. But uh, when I come in and I'll record with E-Man or I'll record with, uh, with Diesel or anything like that, they know that the first thing out my mouth once the mix is done, I need my acapellas. <laughs> I need my acapellas, this, that, and third or whatever. And what you're going to get from me is a complete different version from what you hear from Diesel and E-Man. It's going to sound similar. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna it's gonna still have a little bit of tweaks and everything that I did myself mm-hmm. at home. You know what I mean? So, um, the actual album itself, there's probably like maybe three or four versions to it, just because every song probably had six versions to the actual song where I'm taking song taking certain vocals out, certain putting certain vocals back in, turning certain things up, turning th- things down, or whatever the case is. Like I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that type of stuff. Then you have you have Molly, who is a genius with artwork, clothing, music. He's just his mind just moves at so many different speeds, and, and to the point where you never really know what he's doing. You know what I mean? And that's and and, and it's like a, it's like a gift and a curse because it's like you're trying to keep up, but at the same time you know this dude is actually gonna bring you something to the table that's gonna be like, all right, man, how'd you do this? And how we going? How we gonna push this? And how we going such and such and such or whatever. You know what I mean? You have Johnny Price, and Johnny Price speaks for himself. You know what I mean? That's that's my guy wholeheartedly. Like he's his work ethic is is just up there, and the way he just when he comes out with a video and he does you know the things that he does and his stage performance is just like it's like dude, you got it. You know what I mean? Like I, I get like nothing but excitement every time I see his name come up on something Yo, just Wills, because I know he's going to blow it out the water after meeting Johnny <laughs> I me personally I, I have an investment in Johnny because <laughs> I do want him to be successful and I really enjoy the music so yeah. Johnny I'm letting you know I have an investment in you man for real I really really do then you um then you got O2 Wu who's um out in Baltimore and doing his thing he produces he's you know, he's really behind the scenes and just making sure everything is good or whatever. Like, you know, we speak, we all are 
very much in contact with each other no matter where we are. And then of course you got Wills, which is you know hey, he's Wills man. Wills is talk my, my, my as talk I said, my man's real quick. If you, talk if my you ask me, Wills is Z, is is Ziploc ZPLC. If there's no like mm, if there's no Wills, yeah, there's no talk team. my man's <laughs> up. <laughs> there's like if talk my man's up. Yeah, no. If there's no Wills, there's no team because it's like yeah. his his following alone. You know what I mean? Pretty much kind of brung us to that forefront. Everybody looks up to Wills. You know what I mean? Talk so it's just like, man's he's up. a hood figure. And whether he knows it or not, you know. Legend in the plot. Far goes. Cheers. Madman. He's Madman. Like he's the greatest, man. And like he's been um, you know, really he's been behind the scenes with with the videos and everything like that. So like he really knows what he's doing. You know, and uh, don't blush. <laughs> don't blush. <laughs> don't blush. I just, don't get, I, I just try to geek my man's up. Bro, I tell people all the time with the podcast, I'm like, this is truly 50 50. Is me and Wills, yeah. Wills and I. I need him to keep me connected to the street. <laughs> I need him to get my eye, you know, to keep Seriously. my ear to it. Me and Wills walk through the craziest club. He's definitely going to be in front. That's a fact. <laughs> I'm following That's him. That's a fact. I'm, He's gonna be the one geeked up. I'm the smallest <laughs> dude in the world. And you got the most heart, probably out of everybody. And I was getting there. ready to say it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, <laughs> we gotta go somewhere. I'm like, yo, is Will's coming? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Will's definitely know this environment better than I do. <laughs> I feel a little bit better if he's in there, for real. So I talk my man's up. I tell people Thanks, all the time, bro. I'm like, your ear to the music scene here, and just in general, man, is crazy. It's crazy, yeah. and you and you always gonna have something to provide to people, man. Thank For real, because people true. don't understand you a versatile figure, man. You know. I be trying to nobody listens. To me, <laughs> nobody <laughs> listens. I try, real, I try. You know what I'm in this case, <laughs> even I'm when a, I don't even like certain people, like personally, and they make good music, and I be like, yo, this shit is hard. I don't care. Like, I love music, so it's like it's gonna make me feel good. And man, I'm just great. You the opposite <laughs> of these people, man. You know what I'm saying? You the Oliver T's folks. I'm trying man. to start my own record label soon. Look out for that. Hey, that's going to be hot. But hey, for real though. I'm with it. Look. <laughs> I know you're going to be like, here you go. But look, Drake I... needs Oliver. <laughs> you know what Oliver does for the boy is big time, man. Ear to the street, right. contact, merch. You need that. You absolutely need that. And I'm feeling it because at this point, I just want to say... uh, my mood since Saturday evening. Oh my uh, god, you a savage! Has been vindicated. <laughs> I feel free. I feel justified, <laughs> and I've learned new things about myself. If I'm speaking in a certain, <laughs> if I'm speaking, if I'm speaking in a certain way, it's because I binge watched American Crime Story: The People vs. O.J. Simpson. So I'm channeling my inner Johnny Cochran. Yeah, I'm watching. I keep falling asleep. I'm on episode five. You gotta watch the joint. We'll do. It's incredible. But yo. The Drake interview. I if you've been it, listening it, it, it to this good. podcast, it was good. It was if good you've interview. been listening to this podcast, <laughs> one thing, or if you've been listening to me, all I'm gonna say is, I know what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> Wills, keep it on. If you really remember yeah. what I've been saying, no, it's funny and you listen to when him. I was listening to the interview in my head, I'm like, oh, Black is right. Black told is right. you, and Q, I told like, you, Q, Q is right. Q is right, and then I'm like. Watch the group chat be crazy because we yep. have a group chat called yep. OVO Sweatshop. OVO Sweatshop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, watch early every I already knew. I'm like, watch these boys go crazy over the interview. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. 
But it, it was a good interview. What I don't like about the interview, um, the whole bringing up the whole um, Meek situation again. If it if it already died down, you said you wasn't gonna perform back to back again. Mm. I felt like it, just let it go. Like even if like we he explained his side of the story, but I thought he explained too, it very well. Yeah, he he explained and it's and, and I'm glad he did. But I felt like it's too late. Like nobody. I, I mean, I care. Like it was a great story and whatever. And I love what he I was said. About to say, I think we whatever. needed to hear that. We needed it, but I just felt like. He was just bring, like I don't know. I feel like he just was picking at Meek a little bit, a little, a little picking. Yeah. And, and I think the picking Meek happened go, because of the new details he shared. Meek drawing, Meek keep catching L's. So it was like, well, Meek deserves <laughs> it. I was about to say, he just <laughs> like damn, like this. Even he's, though he already caught this third L, it's like year. Drake just made the L heavier. <laughs> yeah, you got to. He's in his third consecutive year of catching L. Hey, you know? we we That's needed true. that because. One thing I learned too, and, and I said this on Saturday on Twitter, was I realized even more and more how people simply don't want to give give acknowledgement, or just simply acknowledge the fact that they don't want to give acknowledgement. I'm like telling people, I'm like, all we've done on this side is just continue to give you evidence that support what we said, which is what Meek, what you said, like Meek was lying. It wasn't true. We gave y'all the details. They was like, well, Drake never talked about it publicly. We was like, actually, he did with the fader. Y'all just don't pay attention. And then he did it again. And it's just, even with all of that evidence, I realize people simply don't want to give acknowledgement because they really feel away. Or they're yeah. just too stubborn in their ways. Man. No, yeah, because I, I, um, I'm in, like, another group chat, and we have, like, this one kid, and he's, like, a, um, um, a super Meek Mill fan. And we're all, like, listening to the interview at the same time, and we're talking about it. And he's not even listening to the interview, but he's just telling us, like, Nah, Drake is lying. He's a fraud. Like mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, you just don't like Drake because like he's telling us the truth. Like he's not saying nothing bad about Meek. Like right now, it's just he your boy wasn't ready. <laughs> he wasn't, he ready. wasn't ready. That was my favorite part. He yeah, was like, yo, yo. when he said that, I was like, oh man, he's a savage. Word. I got hyped though. Do you know who I blame in this whole situation for Meek's uh, for Meek situation? I blame Ross. I blame Ross, <laughs> I blame Ross. <laughs> only because like. That's your artist. You were supposed to make sure that you protect him at all times. And then, to be honest with you, since this whole thing has actually happened, you know that Ross has been fairly quiet. Oh, yeah. He's been very quiet. Fairly Drake actually quiet. shouted out Ross during the interview. And here's the thing. He was like, I actually have a repertoire with Ross. Because we the, have thing, chemistry. the thing is, is that the two of them actually made up a couple weeks ago. After, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he's planning on doing some work with him soon. So, of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, nah, he Ross is just not... What am I trying to say? Trying to say Ross really didn't live up to the standard as the boss? Right. That's Damn, exactly what I'm trying to son. say. Because here's the thing about Damn, Ross. It's like, son. now, you're the boss He's on your own by yourself. Nobody can't tell Ross nothing. You know what I mean? His All his albums, I could definitely say you're going to find at least a good five joints on his shit that's going to be like, all right, amazing. They all going to hit. You know what I mean? Other. Exactly. But for him to be running MMG the way that he did, now, you got to understand, MMG was popping like there was a summer where three camps was popping. Young money, good music, and MMG. Two thousand ten. Yes. MMG All, had what? Nah, this three, was this was a couple years after that. This is eleven, twelve. This is remember they all remember they all dropped albums that year. MMG um, had what? Maybe a good three year stretch? So this had to be like two thousand thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah. MMG was, was when, really yeah. holding it down. That's when Young Money was dying. And I was getting ready to say <laughs> Young Money Young Money was dying, <laughs> but they were still like strong. They was like mm -hmm. they were still the strongest team. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you had nah, I take that back because you had good music. So 
good music was just kind of like on that forefront, and they was like the newest crew they had the to Mercy the whole record. thing. Exactly, 12, 13 was Mercy, the Mercy record. They Mercy was was killing, was, was killing it. Um, I don't Click like was killing it. Don't like remix was killing it. Yeah. Kanye's cold was killing it. Mm-hmm. Like the that whole. Didn't they even have monster that year too. Nah, that, that was, was twenty ten. That was twenty ten. That was Kanye's album. Yeah, right. But um, but like everybody was just kept pushing forward, and once we already kind of knew Young Money was gonna die out. You know what I mean? But MMG fell apart so quick, and, and they should you should have. And the reason why they fell apart the first time, the, the whole thing is because of Meek. So therefore, that brings you back to Ross. Ross. When you say Ross, you should have been paying attention That's this right. whole entire time and knew that he was going to pull some dumb shit out of nowhere. Outside of that, also Meek's picking at Wale multiple times, yeah. fighting within the because family. He You're supposed post, to settle that before it goes public. Album or something. Yeah. And what did Ross do? He dropped a bullshit-ass record with the three of them on there knowing that they all was not seeing eye to eye. And we all knew it. So therefore, the record didn't Actually, sell. let's talk about MMG real quick because I'm very Still invested in it now. Still not seeing Because when that whole thing about... went down, um, he was mad that Wale, was, Wale and Drake had a picture together. Yeah. They was like in the same arena because mm-hmm. they was at the same show. Let's actually talk about MMG real quick because that is interesting, bro. When you think about, at that time, MMG really was popping. You had the yearly Ross album that hit one way or the other. You had Wale with his album, what was it called? Ambition, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was hitting. Great album. Great album. Meek's album, Dreams and Nightmares, is truly a generation's anthem. Facts. And to see it basically close to five years later, damn, son. Yeah. That's wild. Actually, <laughs> shout out to Wale, because at that time, Wale released one of my favorite records, Barry Sanders. Yeah. That was my favorite sports theme record yeah. at that time. Yeah. Yo, that's well, wild. I love, I love Wale, period. That's, yo. You gotta, and then even at that, with the empire falling apart. Damn. Remember, son. because Meek got locked up, yeah. his second album was supposed to come out, but then it didn't come out. So therefore, that got pushed back and dropped, um, Ross dropped that bullshit-ass Hood Billionaire album, Damn. which was a Rush put-together album that should have been a mixtape, but, but it got dropped. And Meek, my man, free Exactly. So Drake you got the, um, that boy nothing but love. Yeah, know? it was just yeah. like, they, they kind of just was all falling apart, and it was just... Yeah, it's it got crazy. <laughs> Damn. So hold up, hold up. We get all right. This is on the fly. We gotta talk about supergroups in a rap. All right. So if we gonna say, let's say MMG's run was like three years. Let's say Prom run was three years. We gotta think of other groups as well. Let's say since the two thousands that had great runs. I mean, obviously we would have to go G Unit. Oh yeah, that unit. Of course, Dipset. Okay, Dipset. Talk about that Jim Jones and Cam. Dipset. Oh, <laughs> thank you. We gotta talk about that. that I was about to say crazy. before we get to Super. Um, <laughs> so that yeah, Dipset as well. And then who else? Yeah, Young Money. You still yeah. had Young Money. You still, you still had, had, you still had, had uh, Rock Rock Rough Riders. Rock, I was about to say Rough well, Riders. Not, not really. I would say I would say more so D Block. If you're talking D-block. about two thousand, like. The locks, yeah. Yeah, the locks, because... I don't know. Out of I all mean, those Rough groups, Riders was still early 2000s, but yeah. they didn't hold... They didn't, like, last to the, like, 2000s. Rough Riders is weird because it's like, you can't say early 2000s, but you really look at them, and you're like, no, you're more late 1990s. Because with yeah. DMX and nah, but then those you gotta remember X came out ninety eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ninety eight, and then Ruff, I know that's what Ruff, I'm saying. It's and weird, yeah, and it's like the Rough Riders you, album came out exactly. ninety nine. You can yeah. say early two so thousands, like but for some reason, because they, of X solo they, success with yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah, yeah, you're that, always going to plant them. Right. So at the same time, yeah. unless it was two thousand, two thousand one, Eve popped out out of nowhere. 
with her record. Yeah, no, with her right. album. So that's what I'm saying. Like you could put them early 2000s, but it's kind of like nah, bro. Like you guys got to stay in the late 90s. Because they, all right, so we can <laughs> say bad boy as a label was still was up a, there. They was a super group, yep. but they more so popped on their solo out like this. Yeah, album. They, yeah, they did yeah. better than yeah um, group albums. I give them that. Uh, what you say, Bad Boy? Bad Boy was still popping at the time. Bad Boy was at the peak of they of they shit at the time. Cause remember, Puff had came oh, back with what? "Let's Get It" and mm-hmm. and, and, and he was on top of the world top. at that time. So even then, some guys from Harlem was like, "Look, let me tell y'all something. It was just more than this dipstep stuff. You heard? You know what I'm saying? Cats went to court. Cats got shot up and did all this. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? It was just more than that. It was just more than this dipset." It was just more cousins went to prison and all that, you heard? And before, my man started tearing. I said, ah, before damn, we get anywhere Jim. into Man, that, Cameron had the greatest Instagram live ever. All, and I watched that time. entire time. Of all time. But I before, watched the whole two, whatever hours. We shouted each other out in the comments because you saw me join. <laughs> saw join. I'm like, yeah, I see my boy Flack in here. I Yo, was like, you already the know. Comments, the comments was crazy. But my, <laughs> my man drank the same Pepsi can for four hours. So. I just want I want to know why didn't why did he drink that Pepsi for four hours? <laughs> and with Jim Jones, why did nobody tell him that my man had the biggest booger in his nostril? <laughs> why did that nobody say that That's shit? That's what I'm saying. Flex That's is not your man, Jones. Flex is you're always supposed to hold your Flex, man down. Yo, do you see how many Especially times he should have slid you with tissue or something? Or, just like get I was also very Flex. uncomfortable with how many times Flex kept touching Jim. And I was uncomfortable just with, to make a point. with him cutting him off when like Jones was getting serious or getting into the story. Flex was just cut him. Hold on, Jim. Hold on, Jim. Yeah, hold on, Jim. Can we talk hold about? And then go into the club a whole back in nineteen ninety nine. Story. Like, I was uncomfortable <laughs> with the fact that Jim Jones looked like he hasn't had a deal in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Because <laughs> 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 you know Jim is still willing the to lose it all. They roast him. Still willing to lose it all. Jim's still willing to lose it all. He was at the Rock Nation brunch looking like whole little brother. They had a picture. My man's really. Like, this like this for every picture, and, and it was like holding them in the back talking. And it says when you, when your big brother finally let you hang out with him in <laughs> business meetings. Like yo, Jim was crazy. But yo, this that interview itself, like, how did like how did you guys really feel about that interview? I loved it. Um, the Jones joint, I was like, damn, he had me feeling the same type of way about Cam because like Dipset really inspired my life. Like they was everything to me like it was my bible it was all i thought about all i wanted to be was dipset we were the good that, that was my <laughs> it was god i would pray to dipset so it was like when i was listening to that i'm like damn like cameron is kind of fugazi and then i'm like damn i don't know how to feel i love james i love cam then cam came with his joint but i don't know it was crazy i knew all right more so i'm gonna say i believe cameron's story more yeah or whatever too. Me too. Because all of the shit I seen Jones do throughout the past yeah. years, I know he's emotional and he just be talking shit. But Cam even said Jones wasn't lying and and um mm-hmm. something so it's just some things he just wasn't saying and some shit he was just exaggerating. He's exaggerating you know? yeah. stuff. He exaggerated so, the gunfights, he exaggerated actually really like at the, at the, end, of the, day, at the yep. end of the day, in the back of my mind when I'm re- listening to both interviews, I just keep thinking like, remember they Jones kept forcing, oh, I want to do a fake beef. So yep. is this the time, like, are they having a fake beef? And it was funny because I, I remember mean, I that Bird Gang stuff, that, that Bird Gang time, too. So I remember one of the records that yeah. came out, 
Like Bergang, da 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 da. Whatever it was. City Bergang was one of my I keep it a buck. I don't even know why Cam copyrighted that shit. Yeah, I was garbage. when I found out uh, about that. I'm like, <laughs> my my aim name was Bergang Kid Fifteen. Or something. I love Dipset, man. Nah, that's Cam. Just you know, that's Cam. Just you know, at that time, probably just having an understanding of the business now. He's like, right, I'm trying to take advantage of everything now yeah. and just prepare for it. But it yeah. was crazy seeing those interviews, man. Because even just thinking about Dipset's impact on the city, like, I enjoyed Dipset, but I wasn't, like, the biggest Dipset fan. But I will give Joel Santana his credit because he had me for a good year and a half wear bandanas <laughs> to the side like he did. Oh, Real shoot. talk, it was a game changer wearing a bandana like that. And his album was crazy, too. Joel's first album <laughs> still gets rotation. Yeah. Like, Joel's first album is probably one of the best Dipset albums out of that whole clique. Oh, yeah. In my in my personal opinion, um, besides besides come home with me and Purple Haze, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. They have Purple some anthems, but it's just weird even when Jones, you see even, even Jones, Diary of a Summer Jones album. Jones and, albums, and, he had um, good albums. On my way to church, but, joint. like a, like a, what Cam said, it made me think. Like, damn, Jones, Jones kind of is a funny guy because like he has stacked bundles and Max B and stacked bundles. Was amazing. Like I cried he when nice. he died. That's how. Yeah. Like I love Stack Bundles, and he like he was just so great. And then like when Cam was like, "Why you didn't put your artists out? You just used them for your albums. Like why you mm-hmm. didn't put Max out? Why you didn't put Stack out? Maybe, well, you didn't try to maybe take yeah, hood. maybe Max wouldn't be. In, maybe Max would never been in jail. Maybe Stacks would never been in Queens if he like if you gave them a shot. But he was like, you was being selfish, and you just used them. That's what made me like, oh shit, damn, that was so true. I thought it was a low blow though. Yeah, it was a, it low, was a blow. low blow. It was a it was, super, it was low a super low blow. Because they was... had me saying like, "Damn, fuck you, Jones." But then I was like, "Oh nah, fuck you." <laughs> For real, and you know, Shiggy was in the comments. Shout Lord. out to the Shiggy show. <laughs> yeah, Shiggy just Shiggy. ruining the comments. Just ruining the comments. Shiggy had me dead. DM me, DM me. Matter of fact, yo, everybody DM me. Like, what? <laughs> My man was just old. Dude, comments was crazy. It's but it's really been crazy. Man, oh yeah, too. We got the so much things have been happening in rap, and more life hasn't dropped yet. So <laughs> that's just crazy. That's funny. But the future album, oh yeah, came out, and apparently he might be releasing another one this week. Yeah, that's right. I heard. But I'm saying, like we was talking about this earlier, right? Like, yeah. Um, Is it about Rocco? Yeah, yeah the Rocco. Feel like it's probably the whole Rocco situation. He's trying to get that out off his back, which he should. He yeah, know he got enough music, smart. man. Like, he can say, put that he can, out. He got the music, and, man, you, and he knows right now everybody's gonna be hyped. Future still, like, could honestly years. take Fifty Six Nights, re-release it all as an actual <laughs> album, <laughs> and it'll get bought right now. I'm not yeah. going front. Like he needs to, because I need, I need it, that on I need iTunes. it on Apple Music. You see what I'm saying? Like I need that on iTunes. So do that. You know what I mean? Rick James, Thirty Three Chains. <laughs> Yo, mask off, mask off, mask off. Yeah, mask off is a yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah. That's a problem. Shout out that I'm so groovy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought I was the only person. Who nah, like, nah, know, I man. Crib, I was in the crib and I'm listening to this. I'm so groovy. I'm like, why nobody like this? Like the way. Mm, mm. I was like, nah, nah, nah. This is this is dope. <laughs> Yo, he's All of this stuff's been coming out. It's been crazy, and yet it's not even March fourth yet. Wait, how do y'all feel about the Grammys? Because I really don't. I was about to say, we just going to skip over that one, huh? All right, cool. Let's now, skip honestly, over Honestly, I'm not really even a Grammys person. I'm I'm a little disappointed because I was hoping for Drum to win a Grammy for Cha-Cha. 
There's because we had one of our best jokes on Forsyth oh, with yeah. the whole drum hotline blade thing, and I was like, I was like, yeah, my man, you know, took your track, but made it better, made it number two song mm-hmm. in the country. <laughs> I'm like, it took it to a whole nother level. I'm like, I'm like, you should thank him for that. Like and we made that joke. But if there's anything I will say about the Grammys is this: chance winning, salute, shouldn't surprise you. Salute to him, indeed, because he deserves it. And it. Look, when it comes to all that stuff, like, oh, how come Drake didn't win album of the year or whatever? Look, Drake's been dissing the Grammy for, like, a good three to four years now. And Drake yeah. didn't have album of the year. <laughs> he definitely wasn't going to get that. But, hey, salute to Chance, though. I will say this about Chance. I'm very intrigued by the fact that Chance has the, cha- has the, has the <laughs> chance, no point intended, to leapfrog a lot of rappers. In terms of status, I think this upcoming year, if he maintains his momentum. I mean, my man just did turn down a $10 million deal. Yeah, I was deal. about to say, he turned down a $10 million deal. Um, yeah, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> I don't know what to say about him. But, he's cool. I like him. He has a song with Future coming. I don't know when it's coming. I heard it last night. Yeah, yeah it sounds kind of crazy. Here's, here's the thing. I will say this. Um, if he's going to sign to anybody, he's going to sign to Rock Nation. <laughs> and... Um, by the end of the year, expect everybody and their grandmother to be on Rock Nation. Because Hov is just, is just yeah, because Hov is just like booming out the gate right now. He's he's killing yeah. them. I hope. Well, I don't hope, but I got a feeling Weezy's going to go over there. Oh, he's going to go over there. He's been trying to do that for years. And some he, way, somehow. Bird management. Manager, I was about to say, Birdman need to let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Free C5. Mm-hmm. But before we end this episode, episode 13, another good one in the books. City, please let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Apple Music, Title, Spotify, anywhere that's streaming any type of you know music engine. Just type in Ziploc City. If you're looking for the album, type in my name, Demetrius, D-I-M-E-T-R-I-U-S. Um, I'm on SoundCloud as well. You can look me up as Big City 914. Uh, anything City ZPLC, man. You know, it's just that's me. That's me. <laughs> hey, that's me. Album of the year candidate, <laughs> point blank period. First quarter, he already first sits. quarter, and we still we still got more coming, man. And just be ready for a little bit of this. That's all y'all get. <laughs> March 4th coming soon this is Foresight episode 13 episode Mark Jackson oh, yeah. we're out episode <laughs> Mark Jackson <laughs>